Lions Den. I'm Tom Hackett. Spen O'Shafted. Welcome in. That's Spencer the Governor. Speak. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm really good. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to say that before we got on air. Right before we get on, yeah. I, 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 he's trying to talk to me, right, to give you some background as to how our relationship works. And uh, all I hear is when I take my headphones off, literally seconds before we go, Welcome to the lion's den. Mimicking me, trying to. So that's nice of you, Spenno. I love um, you, man. No, no, I appreciate uh, you uh, telling everybody why I was laughing unprofessionally on this wonderful podcast. Yes, wonderful podcast. Now, uh, interesting day. Uh, we record on Wednesdays, in case any of you out there care. And, of course, today uh, happened to be a Wednesday, and, and Liverpool uh, were thrashed. Oh, well, I'm just, listen, I need, we need to get this out of the way in case anybody out there questions your uh, behavior. You are uh, feisty. <laughs> Well, you're upset. Uh, yeah, uh, more uh, the fact that I can't believe we're three 0 down. I thought we played as well as we could, but a loss is a loss, and they probably won't turn it over at Anfield. But we move on swiftly. This is the Lions Den, Real yes. Salt Lake. I'm done talking about it. Sorry. Thank you, catharsis. Thank you. Yes, I digress. Now, uh, I guess the first order of business, Spenno, and we'll get to the entire LA game. We'll preview. The, the Timbers this upcoming Saturday. There's a club update. We, I want to introduce a new segment that we don't have an intro to yet, but we'll get it eventually <laughs> called Your Scene Yellow. Um, but, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I think, is, yes. is the first order of business. For obvious reasons, I imagine most of our listeners um, uh, are avid Real or just general soccer fans, and, and they would have heard the news. BBC Sport were tweeting about the yes. incident between Nader Monowoha and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I mean, it was, it was essentially worldwide news, and, and one of the reasons for that is obviously Zlatan being the player that he is, but I think Nader's career and his resume, if you will, obviously helps that as a former Premier League player and uh, standout at uh, mm-hmm. clubs like Sunderland QPR. So what did you make of the whole thing, Gov? <coughs> Pardon you. Excuse me, I'm just going to cough down the mic. Apologies. Um, yeah, I, I, it was a bit of back and forth, uh, a, a bit of sore losing from from Nadem, uh, a bit of a bit of emotion from Nadem, which you understand. It's raw. I get it. Um, we know that uh, Zlatan's a bit of a pill, for want for a better word. Um, but I really appreciated Nadem Onouha calling him out. I think it needs to be done. I think there are too many wusses around Major League Soccer that allow people or certain people to get away from, with certain things. And I don't think enough people or enough is made about um, the way we talk to each other. Now, there's trash talking, absolutely. I think it, it's all part of sport. It's 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 great. And um, you, Tom, coming from Australia, I, I, listening to the mics when I listen to England and Australia play a cricket, the sledging that goes on, from the Australians towards the English is superb. It's actually kind of comical, but they're brilliant at it. You've come up from that uh, that area, and you know very well that you can uh, do certain things. But I think there's a certain line that needs to be drawn. I mean, physical harm, uh, the intimidation. Back in the 70s, 80s, I got it. it. It was well known that people would intimidate. But I think there's a line to be drawn a little bit when it comes to that, if you're going to do someone to me that means that you're going to do them serious harm and whenever anybody says do someone I think of Roy Keane for Manchester United that knee-high challenge against Manchester City Alfinger Haaland um, that basically 
you know put them out for a long time it was a gross challenge you know and and that's what goes through my mind i see those things so i appreciate nina monoha calling uh, zlatan out uh because i don't think anybody is man enough to do it but at the same time zlatan's done that his whole career and i don't think that he meant it at the same time, I think he does it to fire himself up. But he got carried away. But he got carried away and he stepped over the mark completely. Zlatan has built himself uh, and the pedigree that he stands upon um, around a style of play that involves intimidation. I think it's fair to, to, to say that Zlatan is an intimid- intimidating human. He says things in the hopes of intimidating you. He calls himself the lion. He plays with anger. But you cannot... And, and I don't care. I really don't care what sport you're playing. It's not just the game of soccer or the game of football, whatever you want to call it. You can't threaten anybody. You can't threaten physical harm to anybody. It's it's against the rule, um, against the rule of thumb. There's a line drawn the second you start doing that. And by all means, I, I think Zlatan is in the wrong. Um, and then, of course, so reports start coming out after the game. Uh, Zlatan enters the RSL locker room. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is a big no-no. And, and Nader Monowoha addressed the media after today's yeah. training session and, and said, he said, look, I've, I've never seen it happen. I hope to never see it again. Our away locker room out there at Dignity Health Sports Park or whatever locker room we seem to be in at the time is our locker room. It's for the players and for the staff and for the coaches and, and, and for everybody involved, for the team. That's their safe place. That's their safe haven. And who knows? We could have been going over kind of the game and, and, and what occurred and how we could get better, you are not allowed f- from an opposing team to enter that mm-hmm. realm. It's just, there's a bit, you can't do it. And Zlatan decided that, that he can and did. And the report started coming out that he was trying to apologize. Now, I learned today, mm. I learned today that there was no formal apology from Zlatan. Um, in fact, it happened rather fast, the incident in the locker room, that all Nader Monoha remembers from Zlatan is that he kept talking to Nadim and he was using the words, uh, have you calmed down yet, big boy? Have you calmed down yet, big boy? That's really all that Zlatan said. And uh, there are a few words exchanged between the two um, that shall not be repeated on these airwaves, and Zlatan was dismissed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's no doubt Nadim comes out of this, the bigger and better man. He's a class act. Sure. Uh, we've known that for some time now. I'm sure the English tabloids have known that for a long time after his career in England was uh, rather long. Um, but it's just one of those It's one of those issues you hope to never see again. Um, and it all starts, it, to be honest with you, it started and ended with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He was the one that, then, that threatened. He then went and approached Nadam. After he scored the goal in the 78th minute, he got in the face mm-hmm. of Nadam. That was his celebration. Mm-hmm. In the face, you know, touching nose to nose, essentially. I mean, the, the, these are all things that you can't do. Oh, and by the way, he received a yellow card in the 60th minute mm-hmm. for clotheslining him. Yeah. Grabbing Nadam by the neck and throwing him to the ground. Which shouldn't happen in the first place. Yellow card rewarded. But by me, by all means, there should have been another yellow card, Spenno. Zlatan yeah, should yeah. not have finished that game. Or even you know even afterwards, just his just his his general uh, actions. I mean, he's been getting away with it for years, and it's just normal. And I, but I think people have allowed it to be normal. Whatever, where, wherever he's been, and we're not just talking about Major League Soccer. He's done it in France. He's done it in in Spain and Italy. Wherever he goes, done it he in just England. he just acts like a bit of a turd. To be honest with you, you've seen him booting his 
teammates and like training sessions, you know, kung fu kicking them just because he thinks it's funny. He's he's got a bit of a screw loose. It's fine. He's a wonderful player. When you're talking about Zlatan Ibrahimovic as the player, uh, it, Major League Soccer's never seen anything like him. Six foot four. Just an absolute specimen of a human uh, player. But there is a line. And I don't mind people pushing boundaries. I've got no problem with it, with people being a bit snide. But at the end of the day... You can't threaten someone. You can't. It just doesn't make sense. It's just a no. bit weird to me. It's strange. So anyway, there's no, um, there's been no reprimand of Zatan's actions. Weird. Uh, specifically uh, regarding the locker room incident. Um, as of today, now that may change. Um, and, I, and by the by the way, I think the locker room incident. I think Nader Monoluha and Captain Carl Beckerman handled that superbly. Yes, just chirped back, give it, uh, give it back, and time to get on his way. And he did. Yeah, he it was wasn't. It wasn't. Out of there. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. He just turned back. He turned around and walked out. He knew he wasn't going to get anywhere. He had two people in his face, and then you had Matt Gash there. Matty Gash, who's not with us tonight. Yeah, Matty. Um, he Rest got, in peace. Well, no, I mean, uh, he's caught, caught, caught in traffic. Come on, <laughs> which may as well be rest in peace, I guess, on second thoughts. But uh, yeah, <laughs> miss yeah. you, Maddie. Miss you, Maddie. But he got he got famous there. He was just like, yo, I actually text Matt to say, did you tell Zlatan to to remove himself from the locker room? And he said, no, I just allowed Nadam and Kyle to deal with that superbly. By the way, yes, no, I thought so. But but Maddie was there. If he was right there. Yeah, yeah, happened to get ugly. He was there. To oh, he would have stepped re- in. I oh, was ready to swing. Black belt. His old uh, Maddie Gash. Is he? I don't know. Right. He looks like it, though. Yeah, he does. Um, regardless. Uh, let's move on to the game, Spenno. Fun um, game. I mean, despite the result. Despite the result. Now, game of two halves, is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. Well, kind of. Because the last ten minutes, I thought I thought the LA Galaxy got the better of uh, of Real, obviously, with, with the game winning goal in the 78th minute. Uh, but that all happened. I mean, that, much like Liverpool today, and I do apologise. Great. Well, I thought it, we'd just It, it went from 1-0... In Liverpool's instance, to three 0 in the blink of an eye, it was one yes. one. You're thinking RSL are going to score, and next thing you know, mm-hmm. they didn't. But before we get to that first half, what, what was going wrong? What, what Real Salt Lake? And I spoke to Demir about this today. I said, Demir, every time you touch the ball in the first half, you'd look up, you'd have three white shirts around you. In the second half, you'd get the football, and you'd have acres to work in. I mean, yeah. just such a difference in 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 style and tempo and control of the ball from a Real Salt Lake standpoint. Mm-hmm. That first half was ugly. Yeah, I, th- I think the guys were just a little bit slow out of the blocks. Uh, I think, uh, and when you look at it, I mean, obviously we had a couple of shots there. It wasn't it wasn't like uh, completely one sided with regards to to shots, but uh, you saw that uh, LA Galaxy under the uh, the management of Guillermo Barascolotto. You that, love that man. Oh, he's so. What good. is up with that? He's so good. Why? Because he was so good at Boca Juniors and he was so good at Columbus Crew. He's brilliant. And he was a brilliant manager at uh, Boca Juniors as well. Um, but thanks for losing my trailer thought. Um, when it came to, to the style and how different LA Galaxy play from this time last year, it's night and day. Well, diff- and, he's, and he's just worked with a couple of different players that he's brought in. But essentially, it's the same squad. So you're saying he's a better gaffer than, than Bruce Arena? Um, than any anyone in the league right now I think he's the best manager in the league right now I was hoping for a much better response but that's okay carry on 
what what did you want me to say? And I'll say it. We'll just scrub this out and go back. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, no, I just think he's the best manager in the league. But at the same time, I think that he stamped his authority and, and his style of play already on this squad after, what, three months? It's mental. It's mad. You could argue that the Galaxy are the best team in Major League Soccer. They're there with, with the other LA team for it's, me. It's, it's a battle of, yeah, of Los Angeles yeah, this year. Uh, right this, this moment in time, it is Los Angeles. Uh, one of those two are going to win the uh, Supporters' Shield and MLS Cup, in my opinion. But there's still a long way to go. Second half, though, you've got to credit Mike Pecky because the guys came out from that locker room from minute one and just dominated. Well, Mike Petke said today that words were said at halftime. Oh, and I don't of course, doubt it. He didn't go into detail as to who said them. I, I'm sure he had a part to play in it. But but words were certainly said, and um, obviously the the play, the style of playing that second half was superb. I mean, it was yeah. the the ball was seventy five percent in RSLs or in LA's half. That first RSL half hour of the second half, Tom, was the best soccer I've seen Real Salt Lake play uh, this season. I'd agree. It was really, really fun. I mean, there was attacking. It was pressing, counter-pressing. It was counter-attacking. I mean, everything. Defensive shape was really good. I think LA took their foot off a little bit, but I think RSL made them pay for it as well at the same time well, because they came out of the trap so quick. So it quick. was probably a combination of playing three games in nine days for LA. Yeah, um, the could be a little bit to Minnesota, it. Of course, and could be a little bit to it. And I, you know, they've lost a big player in Roman Alessandrini um, the, in the Houston game. He's out until September now after a knee surgery, so he's a big loss because he scores a lot of goals. Wicked he's quite quick, goal. yeah, and he's got you know a ton of assists. So there's definitely something to that. Obviously, Emma Botang being on the um, the bench, I think, really helped as well because speed always kills. But to be honest with you, I thought that the back line were really, really good. And, and once we got the equaliser, and when I said this at half time, um, that we needed more overlapping runs from the fullbacks, and Donny and Aaron were a little bit wary of doing that in the first half. There was a couple of opportunities there on the right hand side where Savarino was looking for the overlapping run, and Aaron wouldn't make it because he was, you know, he had Atuna um, or Ponius and uh, Traore, the, the young left back going at him the whole half. So I think he was a little bit um, wary of going too far forward and getting caught out of position. And I started to think, well, maybe Brooks would be a better use because we know that Brooks, okay, whilst he's not the best right back, as he's still learning the defensive side of the game, he will all day run up that right-hand side and make those overlapping runs. And we've seen him in the playoffs, uh, some great deliveries from that uh, that right wing back uh, role. So I thought, I started to think that maybe he uh, would be an option to bring on. But to be fair to the guys, it was the two fullbacks that got us back into the game it was Aaron Herrera's overlapping run and into the box, the shot that uh, Bingham has to make uh, and parries out straight into the path of the other fullback in the box by the six-yard line uh, to poke the ball in the back of the net. It was it was great. And from then on, I thought there was only one winner in the game. Donny Toya, yeah. It was good to see Donny get on the end of it as well. I thought he's been hard-working. Um, Nader Monowoha, I keep bringing up kind of post-practice or post-training sounds today. Uh, and maybe it was because the first the first training session I've been for a couple of weeks, which is probably not something I should admit. But regardless, we'll just scrub um, that bit out. Nader mentioned how how <clears throat> how comfortable he is now that Donny Toy is playing at left back, hmm. as opposed to Aaron Herrera. Now Aaron Herrera is playing right. He said it's just it's so much easier for for myself as a centre back 
to know that I can flick the ball out to Donny on the left side or flick it out to, to Aaron on the right, and then they can just turn boundary side and whack it with their preferred foot, you know, 20, 30 yards further than, than they would with their non-preferred. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're seeing that. Um, the, the, the level of confidence that that back four has... With Donny Donny Toya playing left back and Aaron Herrera playing right back, it's it's night and day, and the lads are playing a much better brand of football because of it. It also yes. helps with those overlapping runs. Gov Donny Toya on the left side can just whip it in, much like uh, Robertson for Liverpool. I mean, when when Robertson's playing at his best, uh, Liverpool are normally not that far behind. That left foot's the flying Scotsman, we like to call him. Is that right? Our Lord and Saviour. <laughs> no, you're right. I think uh, Donny's Donny's locked down that left hand side. Um, I think Aaron's a very, very good backup. Um, need him in a pinch at that left back role because he cut his teeth there. Um, I think he's very athletic, um, very good defender, and I think he he's just great there. D- completely different player, right hand side, uh, and, and him. The biggest thing for him, night and day, both half. First half, a little apprehensive. Second half. Just, just had a, uh, you know, I just thought he was fantastic. Disappointing two-one loss, but yes, the beauty of the game of soccer is that uh, you have another another opponent to look forward to. This week, it just so happens to be the Portland Timbers. We'll uh, preview that game and uh, give you a club update while we're at it. Don't go anywhere. Be back in thirty seconds. We're coming back and we're back. <laughs> Spenno, that's Spenno. In case you're wondering, he talks a lot. I'm Tom Hackett and uh, welcome into the second half of the show. Um, club update. Let's uh, knock it out quickly. Three home games this weekend. Um, you've yes. got RSL obviously taking on Portland, 7 o'clock at uh, Rio Tinto Stadium. Uh, the, the Monarchs, uh, just before that, Saturday, 1 p.m. Spenno, you're on the call. Yes. Uh, where can you catch that? Uh, I believe that's on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, very nice. Don't pay for that, so I won't be able to tune into you, unfortunately. Uh, and then the Royals hosting uh, Chicago at, uh, on seven, at 7.30 on Friday out there at Rio Tinto Stadium. Can't wait to see how that crowd is. That'll be the second home game for yeah. the Gals and the Royals. Unbeaten. Unbeaten. I don't, think, the ladder. I don't think they've conceded a goal yet. In, uh, in some rare form, old Laura Harvey and her Gals are. And, uh, well, look, we do know Laura Harvey's been hanging around... Mike Petke kind of plucking away a bit of piece, a few pieces of knowledge here and there, I think it's fair to say. So maybe that's helped Laura out. Um, but the girls are playing some sensational football. And they had 18,000 uh, for their season home over. Yes, looked, it looked fantastic. Uh, the Icelandic it? clap on. We touched base on it last during last week's episode. It, it looked like a real fun time. So if you don't have any plans Friday night, go out and support the Royals. Uh, it's a 7.30 kickoff. Um, all right, I want to... Um, I wa- I wanna, introduce another segment to the show and we don't have an intro so I apologize but we will next week I promise it's uh it's called you're seeing yellow and uh essentially what this is 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 a guessing game of whoever is behind the mics we have a special guest uh he who who shall not be named in fact is uh here as well Nate Dowdle sports director at ksl.com uh I'm going to start things off I'm going to I'm going to give a player that I think is going to see yellow Spenner you're going to go next Nate's going to go third and Trev you're uh, you're going to go go fourth. We can't say the same one. You have to do different ones. Well, that's why I'm going first. Um, okay. Because you're going to stumble, 
And if you don't stumble, Nate will. And hopefully, I've, if Nate I've doesn't, Trevor got it certainly will. I've got it in <laughs> my head. Trevor certainly will, trust yeah, me. No confidence in Trevor. Yeah, no. Trevor's no. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? It doesn't matter why. Because you can't name four Real Salt Lake players. <laughs> Are you number four? Apparently, he hasn't read any of the articles I've done over at kslsports.com. Just saying. Oh, speaking of which, go there, check it out. It's a sensational uh, website, all the latest and greatest sporting news and updates. Thank uh, you for the tease, Tom. For any real uh, sport in, the, in, in Utah, for that matter. Soccer's being one, soccer being one of them. Uh, all right, I'll go first. I think that um, I've had a long time to think about this, which is great <laughs> podcasting, Tom. Uh, Nader Monoha is going to see yellow. I'm going to go with uh, Nick Beasler. Demir Krylock. Justin Glad. Okay, very nice. That was... Yellow, 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 yellow. Who's seen yellow? You're, You're seen yellow. yellow. <laughs> very nice. All right. Uh, and My I promise we'll, packing up. we'll have Carry an intro on. for it, and it'll be a lot faster and smooth, but there you go. You get taste for it. Um, Spenno. Yes. What's that all about? Which one? What you just said. Very aggressive. Yes. Oh, no, no. Sorry, I thought you were coming in with a question trying to trick me. Is that chin trying to be spun? Yours? <laughs> wow. So I'm, just, uh, I'm copying what, uh, what, what you like to say, especially on Twitter. By the way, what is your Twitter? It is a place that people shouldn't follow me with children. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. I meant, what's your handle? It's at oh, that, that, 100% that's Spano underscore 77. There yeah. you go. Yeah, there yeah. At right. Tom Can't Hack It. That's me. Trev, what's you? I'm at Trevor A. Sports. There you go. And you can also follow at KSL Sports while you're at it. So, uh, enough of the nonsense. Portland, the Timbers, coming into town yes. Saturday, yes. 7 o'clock. Massive game. In fact, it Ooh. wasn't a massive game two weeks ago until the Timbers decided to go and win back-to-back games. In fact, yes. they hadn't won prior to the back-to-back winning streak that they're currently on. They beat the uh, Columbus Crew 3-1. By the way, both games that they've won this year over the last two weeks away from home. Yeah, the, the, their stadium isn't uh, in use right now. Uh, it's got that expansion happening. Uh, so they are on the road ooh, until June 1st. There you go. It's, uh, it's the, a while. That'll be their first home game will be June 1st against the uh, LAFC. Wow. That's, I mean, that's a great one, isn't it? It's a, it's a nice grief. game to welcome, welcome uh, the home, the, the stadium into the Major League Soccer, I guess. Uh, okay. Back-to-back wins, both on the road. 3-1 against Columbus, and then recently 2-1 against Toronto. Yes. Uh, they're still 10th in the West with, with seven points, but they're a dangerous mm. team, Gov. Uh, and they're a dangerous team for a number of reasons. Uh, obviously, Diego Valeri being one of them, of course. Only one goal in the year, mind you, but six assists. Um, he, he is arguably... Where would you rank him? Of when it comes to MLS players, because I think at the minute you've got Carlos Vela, our Lord and Savior, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> uh, you got Joseph Martinez as well over in Atlanta. I mean, last, last year, last year, um, hasn't done much well, me. Atlanta have been terrible. What is up if, with that? Almiron left, Tata Martino left, the coach, and Frank De Boer, who I really love the Ajax, has been terrible ever since he left uh, Ajax uh, as the head coach. Um, Valeri, for me, uh, 2018, top five player in the league. Top five. Um, with, uh, I mean, in the mix would be Zlatan, Vela. Um, it would have been Almiron, uh, Martinez, you know, the, the two eventual champions there, and, and Valeri. Is Rooney definitely. in that in that same category, do you think? Uh, he came halfway through the season. Sure. So, And a lot of home games. 
Ton of home games, but I mean he's turned it on this this season as well. To be honest well. with you, um, they've, DC's gone on, on a bit of a slide, but again, it's the strangest league in the entire world for me. It's just mental. So much travelling. It just there's no rhyme or reason uh, to some of these results. But um, yeah, Valeri, I love watching him. Honestly, um, I think he's uh, last season he was one of my favourite players to watch, as he single not single handedly, but really was the standout performer, uh, the go-to guy for Portland to make that deep run and eventually get to uh, major uh, sorry MLS Cup final, where they ultimately come up short against a very very uh, good Atlanta United team. Now it's not just uh, Diego Valeri that that RSL are going to be putting a lot of Absolutely attention not. to. Uh, yeah. Jeremy Eberbise, yeah is uh, their leading goal scorer at the minute with four. Um, and they've got, well, it's it's an absolutely stacked midfield. Uh, they play a more traditional 4-4-2. Uh, you've got the likes of Diego Chara, uh, Christian Paredes, Andre Flores, and Sebastian Blanco, who are all very, very impressive. Yes. Blanco has four assists. Um, he's too shy of Valeri, who leads the team with six. So... Um, they score goals. They've got players that can change a game in the blink of an eye. Um, yet they haven't had too much success this year. And I think a reason behind that is, of course, they haven't played a home game yet. So they've been traveling in, yes. in Major League Soccer. That is certainly easier said than done. Uh, the challenge of, of traveling is um, is great. And, and there is no league like it. Um, I guess you, tra- you, you travel a lot, right, playing the world game throughout Europe and all. But it's in the bus. In a bus, or train, or train, or a thirty to forty-five minute flight. But it's quick. Yes. you know, it's it, it's not in Major League Soccer. Even just to get to LA, it's an hour and a half flight. Uh, let alone the de- let alone the East Coast, where you're looking at five six hours. And I'm not breaking any news here, but I mean, the stress and and tear on the body just from from so many miles covered um, at what thirty thousand feet in the air. For an older fella like somebody, you know, Nader Monoha, for example, I mean, it must take a toll. But I know the challenge is there, and that's that's honestly, I think, one of the reasons we're getting so many of these these big time European stars, the Zlatans, the Carlos Vela's, Nader Monoha's of the world. I think that's what's appealing. Wayne Rooney. I think that's what's appealing to these guys is they they've never experienced anything like it. So how am I going to fare? Well, I won't know until I until I try. And uh, Major League Soccer is doing something special. Uh, take Diego Valeri out of the equation, Gov. Yes. Um, who, who's the next best player? Who are you most looking forward to watching come Saturday night? Um, I'm you know, a massive fan of Diego Chara. Uh, plays a, a similar-ish role to, I guess, Kyle Beckham and Everton Louise. A little bit more attacking, um, but really is a good... Defensive midfielder, I, I, a massive fan of uh, David Guzman as well, and then Sebastian Blanco, the Argentine. Um, he tore RSL apart last season, and uh, he's he's the one that that I would be worried about um, uh, if Valeri wasn't available. Uh, with those two, they seem to have a telepathic um, understanding between them. Um, so I, I, you know, those those are the two that you need to be wary of. The fact that Blanco plays off the left hand side, and uh, Aaron Herrera is the right back now, uh, gives you a little bit more because Aaron's blatantly faster. Um, so I think that uh, that he can be shut down. But you know, it's Valeri. Valeri's the the big one that um, that worries me because he's got that license to run, drop deep, uh, pick the ball up, 
uh, spread out wise. They, they start him at striker, but he's, he's kind of a utility man, right? He can be, uh, plays more of that number ten role. Yeah, to help. be honest with you, behind Ibo Um they've they've been linked with Brian uh, um, Fernandez, uh, Nakaxas forward down in Mexico. Um, I think he'll be coming up in the in the summer. So gratefully, we we don't have to to play against him because. He's uh, scored a fair few goals uh, down there and uh, has beef with the fans. I think he threw a cup at a fan during the week last weekend. So, uh, yeah, don't have to worry about that. Well, it sounds like he's got his head screwed on tight. Absolutely. Um, Jeff Attenella was in the news uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that, girl? I didn't, no. no so he was, uh, he was benched. Yes, he was. Well, I saw that I know. Okay. I, I, I don't know if there was some did. kind of uh, interview. No, but... he, he was benched by Steve Clark and... I, I did some digging out. I couldn't actually find as to why he was benched because he hadn't been letting in too many goals. He'd made, I think it was 27 saves on the year prior to the game last weekend against Toronto in Toronto. So uh, he's a talented goalkeeper. He was a part of, of Real Salt Lake for, what was that, two years, I think, uh, between 2013-odd, 2016 or 2014 mm-hmm, 16, Something like that, yeah. There. Um, which, which is a shame because you know, I'm sure for, for Jeff Atanella when he comes back to... Rio Tinto Stadium. It it must be it must be a bigger occasion for him, given the fact that you know he knows the, these fans. He's he's played at this club for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. he may not be able to experience that as Steve Clark has has taken over and had mm-hmm. an okay game, made two saves, so not too many, but they got the two one victory over Toronto. So you imagine he keeps his spot. Yeah, they've they've conceded nineteen goals this season, which is you know they, they've always been quite good at the back, so it's a little bit more. I mean, that's more than Real Salt Lake, and we know that RSL have. Had a couple of big losses, so that that tells you the story um, a little bit. Um, with uh, them playing just the eight games, RSL played nine games, and uh, they uh, they've uh, conceded um, a few, you know, three more goals. So um, yeah, there's there's probably something to do with that. I mean, you know, sometimes people just need to be taken out of the firing line. It was always going to be a tough slog on the road to, to open up the season. As I said, they've played eight games so far, all on the road. There will be twelve games before. They uh, go home, so yeah, they, they, it's it's a tough old slog for them right now. I don't want to feel too sorry for them. They're great, and I think they're going to be a nightmare when they get back to uh, to Portland uh, and play at uh, I think it's Providence Park. I, I, ever ever changing names, but I think it's Providence Park. Yes, uh, I think they'll go on and, and uh, be there or thereabouts when it comes to to playoff time. Um, unrelated news, but somewhat interesting. Uh, Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson was tweeting about Real Salt Lake. On uh, on Sunday, during the RSL-LA game, I thought that was kind of neat. We're talking about a man that uh, played American football but has three and a half million followers, tweets all the time. He tweeted, uh, I'm sure you guys are watching Game of Thrones at the minute, but you uh, you ought to question your decision and and check into this RSL-LA Galaxy classic. And uh, so I thought that was cool. He didn't tag Real Salt Lake, unfortunately. You know, if if Ocho Cinco's he's a bit, huge soccer fan. He is a massive soccer fan. By the way, do you like Steve Nash on the uh, Bleacher Report, uh, Bleacher Report Live? No, I like Steve Nash. I think he's great. I think he's a great follow on Twitter, but I don't think he's great on. He's not a great analyst. Nah, not for me. Not for me. Is that right? Anything else? I mean, talk about basketball. Well, I didn't ask. Being you a comedian, that. I think he's fantastic. But soccer, nah, not yeah, for me. Okay. Um, Do you like him, though, Tom? Is that what you're trying to say, that you like it? I don't really have much of an opinion on him, to be honest with you. It's a bit aggressive. What are you talking about? It's <laughs> <laughs> not aggressive at all. <laughs> uh, and anyway. uh, lastly, 
Oh, here we go. Colorado. The Rapids. Yes. <laughs> They're yeah. in the news again for all the wrong reasons. This club, seriously. Poor um, old Sea Rapids. Mate, what is wrong with them? They have been bad. And by, my, by I mean bad. They're yet to win, win a game this year. Yeah. But they yeah. have been bad for how many years now? Oh, since they decided it was a good idea to get rid of Paolo Mastroini. Um, terrible ownership, terrible front office, really terrible decision-making in getting rid of Pablo Mastroeni, even though all RSL fans really dislike him. He was a menace, and he worked a miracle, in my opinion, uh, with what he had to work with player-wise and the dipsticks that, that work in the front office. Just a terrible back office. Everything is just an absolute mess Front there. office, back office. I mean, everyone. Everyone. I blame the ticket sales people. Because they all come dressed as seats, the fans. Um, yeah, I, I just think... And then they go and hire Anthony Hudson. Okay, look, I'm not, I don't know the guy personally. But what could go wrong when you hire somebody that was coaching New Zealand? With all due respect to New Zealand, Gov. A great cricket and rugby nation. Rugby, thank you. Eh, they're all right. Better. Watching... They're getting better. But let's oh. not give them that yet, please. You can tell the Australian there in the room, can't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give them too much, you know. Struth. They're more sheep than they do humans. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, uh, I, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting they do You anything. brought it up, sunshine. Uh, but anyway... What could go wrong? Careful, Tom. Yes, Careful. My, my boss is here. Careful. <laughs> what could go wrong? And it did go wrong. And then he made some comments after he kind of called out a few players. And after the game, if you haven't heard, go find it online. I think it will probably be on MLSsoccer.com of what he said after the weekend's game where they uh, they lost again uh, to Atlanta, a terrible Atlanta team. Here. You know, I think this is another game where, I, I you know, I, I hear a lot of... Um, people around the place and media and these types of things talk about where we're at. It, it's almost like um, people see us as, as on the same level as Atlanta and uh, or on the same level as Orlando and all these other teams that uh, or DC. You know, people think we're on the same level, but the reality is, um, we. You know, every I think every game we played in, it's been the DPS. It's been the the, the big big money players up front that are making the difference. I think every game is every game we played in. Um, and and people think we have those players and we don't. And uh, and I think today was just another example of the real golfing class. Um, you know, I think every single game we're playing against teams and their DPs are making a difference. People think we are on the same level, we're not. Um, so yes, we've compromised our attack slightly today because we've had to come here and get a result. Um, and I think actually the approach was right. I think the approach worked, and uh, and I think in the end we're unfortunate. I think the the bad thing when this is compounded with where we've where we come from, it's tough. But the actual performance today was strong. It, this is a slow rebuild. That's the bottom line. You know, pe- people think that we've taken over a team that was up the top of the league every year and competing for the championship. I think in the last five years the team's been. Second from bottom, third, third from bottom. You know, we had one year Pablo did an incredible job and got the team to the championship, 2016. But either side of that, the two years either side of that, the team's been down the bottom. Um, it's, this is going to take time. It, it, the only way it's going to be a quick fix is if you make, wave a magic wand at it and throw lots of money at it. Clearly, we're not doing that. And uh, you know, 
I'll go back to this. Every single game we go into, whether it's Nanny, whether it's Rooney, whether it's Acosta, whether it's every single week, whether it's today, whether it's Schweinsteiger, um, every single week there's players in this league that are making a difference and the gap in quality is huge. We are a team very much, as you can see from recent history in the last five years, we're a team that is really, if this was a promotion and relegation league, we would have been relegated by now. Let's do predictions. Oh, by the way, before we get to predictions. Oh, here we go. And, and Nate, you're, you're a part of the predictions. I need that head of yours moving for me. Uh, Wait, didn't he call it? Trevor has asked me to give him some credit. Can we edit this part out now? <laughs> no. <laughs> if I knew how to. This is actually going to go to the very front of the, of the podcast. Nate, Tre- afterwards, can you just, you know, work your magic? I'll make it happen. Thanks. Um, Trevor did call 2-1 loss. So, um, Trevor, uh, congratulations. You have won nothing. As much as I would like to take the credit, I did predict a loss for RSL, and that's not a good thing. No, it is not. So, um, go ahead. No, I appreciate him uh, calling himself out of just being a negative Nancy. Right. (laughs) Um, Moving on. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I think Portland is a dangerous matchup. I still think RSL are in good form. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm, in fact, going to call a 3-1 victory. Uh, you took in, mine in favor of Real Salt Lake, Trevor. For uh, the last time, this is why I go first. I've usually gone first, and you go last. Spenner, <laughs> okay. Spenner, changing it up all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Depending on lineup, two nil RSL. Two nil. I like that, Nate. I'm going to go with uh, Spencer's prediction. Okay, almost exactly two nil. Okay, RSL. Very nice. And Big Trev for back to back. I got a. I've got to find something else now. You took mine. Um, I think it's going to be... You know what? I'm going to go on a limb here. 4-1 RSL. Okay. Wow. So we're all predicting winners. Uh, hopefully, we're out so like you can get back on that winning sheet. Uh, hopefully, Sam Johnson's going to score. Uh, leading into LA, he was, what, uh, three starts for two goals. Didn't score against LA. In fact, was taken off in the 70th minute. I did not know why. And uh, I guess it doesn't matter because I'm sure he'll get the start. Against Portland. Any final thoughts from yourself, Spino? Um, Are you going to sleep well tonight after the Liverpool bashing? All right, let's uh, let's rewind that one as well, Trev. <laughs> let's get that out there. Uh, final thoughts. Um, hoping to see a, an unchanged backline again. Not that I don't want Marcelo Silva back. I just think that this backline is is starting Marcelo to. Marcelo was at training today and looked to be healthy. This so. is my time, but um, yeah, <laughs> good. I'm glad that he's back because we need pressure uh, around that backline uh, and uh, competition. But uh, I'd like to see an unchanged backline again because I think this uh, this backline uh, when it attacks is very very useful. And I thought the shape for the most part against LA Galaxy was was very very promising. That's all from us. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week hoping uh, to talk about an RSL win. Thanks for tuning in. Say hello to Trez Mumford. Stop it. <laughs>